back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. All right, my friend, we got a nice quickie one for you today. I got a little metaphor for you in this journey of life that I've learned from personal experiences that I'd like to share with you guys today. And then we're going we're gonna to go into some little life updates, just a quick little thing about what's popping and what I got going on this week, which I'm really excited about. And But before we go into that, let's do some deep breathing. Intentional breathing, there's this one exercise. I don't really know the name of it, but I think Andrew Huberman talked about this one. And it's, a, uh, it's an inhale. It's like a big inhale through your nose. And go as far as you can, as far as you can, as deep as you can, as deep as you can into your belly. And then when you can't breathe anymore, hold. And then take another inhale at the top. And then exhale. So it's just going to be like a big inhale. And then one more inhale. And then exhale. And we can do that for about, about five breaths. So how are we feeling about this? Are we liking this, guys? So as we inhale through the nose, pretty much breathe into the belly, breathe into the belly nice and big. And then when you can't breathe anymore, take a beat, and then another inhale through the nose. And it's probably going to be a rise in the chest because that's where we can we have a little bit more uh, oxygen on reserve, air on reserve. And then exhale out the mouth. Alrighty, righty, let's do this. And let's start with an inhale through the nose. Actually, let's start with an exhale all out through the mouth. In three, two, one, exhale all the air out of the mouth. And let's inhale in three, two, one, inhale. Inhale again. Oh, exhale. Another one. Inhale through the nose. Inhale again. Exhale. Inhale through the nose. Another inhale. Exhale. Two more. Here we go. Inhale through the nose. Another inhale. Exhale. Last one. Inhale through the nose. Last inhale. Exhale. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing that practice with me. Welcome to the moment. Here we are. All right, now a little bit of a life update. What did I do yesterday? I was in Philly working with my mom, helping a friend, trying to make plans for the future. The uh, plans are actually shifting radically, guys. Life is full of ups and downs, windy turns. You think you're going left and then you turn right. And my plans are going to be shifting in July. And I'm still trying to navigate and figure out what I'm going to do, but I still want to make my way into the beach and find work and find opportunities, get tan, do the things, and have a good time and make some memories. So I'll keep you guys updated on how that journey goes, but just want to let you know that things are shifting. And it's important. I was having a conversation with this about this the other day. It's important to have structure. I think we need structure. I, my life literally changed once I started having a planner, like a morning planner where I would, the night before, I would write down kind of my list of what I wanted to accomplish for the day, and then you get the dopamine hit of, of checking it off, checking it off, checking it off, and I'm just much more organized, much more structured, and I get things done, you know, there's an optimization to organization, and it's, 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 it's amazing. But you can lean, sometimes you can lean so hard into the organization, into the planning, into the structures, where it becomes, quote unquote, in the 
gray area of control issues, you know? Like everything needs to be this way. There's no room for flexibility and spontaneity. And so there's, it's like anything, you know, there's good and then there's bad, but like too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. So structure is super important, but you need a little bit of give. You need a little bit of flexibility. Like if my legs are straight, right? They support me, they're really straight. If I jump up and I jump right down, my legs are gonna snap, dog. If a tree is completely straight and firm, when, it's, when the wind starts pulling, it's, probably, it's more likely to crash and break and fall over, right? We need a little bit of give. We need a little bit of cushion. We need a little bit of flexibility, right? Mobility, strength, and uh, flexibility. Is that what it is? Yeah, so finding the balance between creating structure, but also leaving space of detachment, leaving space for life to come in because if we're so set on on a certain way, then when life comes uh, and we, we might not allow it to sweep us off our feet and, gu and guide us into a new path, right? Uh, a better path sometimes because we're only stuck in our ways and when we're stuck in our ways, we're in the known, right? And all the beauty that we know is on the other side of the, own, the known, it's on the unknown. And if we're only stuck in our ways and what we can see and think that's it, then we don't allow ourselves the gift of miracles to happen because miracles happen in the unknown, right? So it's a beautiful little dance. And right now, um, I really want to create structure. So I have plans because not having structure is you're kind of just a floating leaf, just a feather, just floating along, being controlled kind of by your external circumstances. You need, it's like that balance. We need, we need structure, but we also need flexibility and marrying the two uh, creates a lot of great opportunities for a lot of cool stuff, man. So right now I'm, I'm navigating that and creating structure, but also being very open to allowing life to sweep me off my feet because I don't know what could come from the unknown and what, you know, one end is a, is a new beginning. And a lot of times, you know, you hear about actors saying that they really wanted this part, everything was set, their entire desire. They, they saw themselves as this part, this part was theirs and then they didn't get it and it broke them and it was heartbreaking. And like a month or two later, they get another job that change their life and had they gotten the first job they wouldn't have gotten the second job and the second job changed their life right so keep ourselves open to that flexibility that's a great lesson within itself we could just make this podcast episode just about that <laughs> how about that but no no no. other life updates we are in full bulking mode my dude so this is actually i should actually make an episode about this i'm going to talk about this later <laughs> but tomorrow is going to be a tuesday and yeah i'm recording this on monday i'm a little late to the game it was a long weekend but on Tuesday, I'm going to a networking event in New York City. Guys, this is the first networking like event in the acting, producing, agent industry I've ever been in, I've been a part of. So I'm stoked. I'm a little nervous, but I'm stoked. And I got my homies with me. I got my OG man from, uh, we really like got in this together, kind of just dreaming and talking about this at a young age in high school. And then my other homie, who's my, my homie of homies. And I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked to be riding with these boys, you know, into the unknown, like fully into the unknown. I have literally no idea what's going to happen and what this is going to be like. And is there even going to be food? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm stoked and I'm really excited. And that's going to be tomorrow night. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. Just really want to set an intention going into it to just have fun, to connect, to be yourself. Because sometimes you can go to these events and you can be around certain people and you can really kind of dim your light. Um, I don't want to do that, man. Life is short. And it's sometimes it's hard when you're when you're doing it alone and you're at it alone. But when you got homies uh, to back you and like you're backing them and you got that support system, 
I don't know, I think we can we can work some magic and, and really connect and you never know who you're gonna meet, man. You never know who you're gonna meet. So these kind of opportunities, as scary as they are, they open a lot of doors and opportunities to meet people that you would never be able to meet had you just stayed home and watched Netflix or something like that. So yeah, that's what I got. So life is cool, life is cool. I'm starting to audit myself a little bit more and I really <laughs> I wanna listen to myself more because I don't actually listen to these podcasts when I do them and sometimes it feels really good and I feel articulate and sometimes I listen and I hear my ums and I'm not gonna beat myself up over it because I've made a lot of great progress in this area but I still lean in ums for taking up empty space and I want to get comfortable with empty space because I really think that makes a stronger public speaker it's when people are comfortable with silence there's a power that they carry I feel when I listen to people who slow down and are aren't afraid of that silence because it brings people together a little bit so I think it's really cool and sometimes I can get really excited and I can really get going and going and going and then if there's a little pause it gets a little uncomfortable and I hit an um or an uh or an m or a like so I'm working through it. I'm working through it. And it's all awareness, guys. This is the growth journey. It takes time. It takes repetition. It takes practice. And that's why I do these episodes, these podcasts, because I love the growth that comes from it. It's amazing. It's amazing. All righty, tidy. Let's do this episode. This is going to be really short and sweet. This could be like a Philosophy Friday, essentially. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, what am I going to talk about today? And I had this idea where I was just going through this rabbit hole thinking of old, uh, there it is again, old stories old conversations I'd have with friends and I remember I had this one conversation it was an argument if you will and it's funny because I don't argue as much anymore but I was having an argument where my ego was so involved <laughs> he was so there little devil and this uh this, this my friend was expressing that there's this pea there's this there's this bean there's this there's this legume it's a legume and she called it a chickpea and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a garbanzo bean. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, it's a chickpea. And I'm like, no, it's a garbanzo bean. First off, at this time, I actually didn't know that a chickpea was and is a garbanzo bean. I, I didn't know, so I thought I was actually right. But I also just really liked the, the flow and, the, and the, the, the rhythm of garbanzo bean. So I'm like, I am right. You are wrong. And this goes back to our episode yesterday where it's not about truth, it's about me being right and you being wrong in a lot of conversations, a lot of debates, a lot of discourses, a lot of politics. It's a becoming about ego and, 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 and not about truth and not about listening and trying to understand people. And I sat there and put energy, like, like hardcore energy and resentment, like all the, the emotions for like 10 minutes arguing with my friend about whether it's a, it's a garbanzo bean or a chickpea. So we're both trying to prove to each other and like yelling at each other that we are right and you are wrong. But again, going back to the episode, the last episode, like we were both right, you know? And it's fascinating, I think. I just think it's a metaphor for communication and a metaphor for that idea of we really need to listen to each other. And when our egos, when you're arguing with the ego like logic is just thrown out the window you know you're, you're rocking your ad homonyms you're 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 doing everything you can to destroy the other person to make them feel small so that you feel big it's all those tactics right and it becomes less about 
the science or the logic or the reasoning or whatever it is, you know? And I just think it's fascinating when I was in that space and I was so determined and I was so driven. I was so driven because I didn't want to be wrong. And my identity was tied with my whole life thinking I was dumb or thinking I was stupid. So a lot of times, you know, we feel like if we've been labeled and identified as that, that we have to overcompensate and that's when the ego can really take hold to say, all right, Angie, you want this identity? This is you, you're, you're not dumb, you're smart. And we're gonna prove it by putting other people down, you know, by dominating because if anyone says you're dumb or you're stupid, then, right, and like that's, in, that's a projection of them onto you. That's not, you don't take that personally unless you like believe that and you aren't working through that or you identify deeply with that. I was, um, oh no, man, we were watching, a, I was watching a movie with my mom, Cha Cha Real Smooth the other day. Such a good movie, guys. Such a good movie. And there was this one moment, like such a good movie, where the main character is, he's, he's such a light and he's so kind and he's such a, just like a beautiful soul. And he's having a really bad day, a really bad 24 hours, he calls it. And he tells his little brother, um, he said, he said, you're not, an asshole you're just annoying or something like that like he called him annoying and one for like a big brother to say that to a little brother and a kid who's in middle school trying to navigate life trying to navigate himself trying to find his identity and you have all of these peers who are like projecting their insecurities onto you calling you names calling you this calling you that and you don't actually have a firm belief into who you are and how you show up it's very easy to take things personally at that age when we are so suggestible and we really haven't created a firm identity yet, right? So if someone call, especially a, a figure that you look up to, says that you are annoying, this is the fixed mindset. This is where we talk about the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Like You identify with that. And... It's not, it's like the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is I did a bad thing. Shame is I am a bad person. So the kid, it, it, I could feel it. You know, the, the, the acting was so good. The, the, the writing was so good. The, the camera work was so good where you feel that this kid took that to such heart where he's going to move for, a lot of people move the rest of their lives with this story that they are annoying because one person who had a bad day and didn't fully mean it, said it to them. And then we identify with it, we make the agreement with it, and that becomes our story, right? But was that, and then you go your entire life with forgetting why you even think that's your truth, but, and then you, for, you forget that that, like this, is it even true? Like that's the question, is, are these beliefs, are these n limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, are they even true, where do they come from? This is why, this is why we have to do the work. We have to go into our stories, go into our traumas, into our past and heal and identify who said that about us, who said I was not enough, said I was short, said I wasn't an athlete, said I wasn't smart, said I wasn't beautiful, said my nose was bigger, said my eyes were weird or said this and that or I didn't have good taste or all of these stories, all these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, where do they come from? When we do this work and we start identifying and we start, we start really bringing awareness into our present about where these came from, then we realize that maybe that wasn't actually true. And then you have conversations with those people who said those things and they're like, man, I don't even remember that. Or did I actually say that to you? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, right? And you're like, you just 
fucked my life by saying that. You don't even mean it, you know? And it's all the assumptions, four agreements, man. The assumptions that we make, right? But it starts with that. It starts at such a young age where we are sponges. We are in theta brainwaves. We are so suggestible to our entire environments, right? And it's a scary time to be alive and we don't know who we are. Our identity isn't, we're, we're, we're like clay and other people are shaping us. Like we're not even, we're not shaping us. Other people are putting their hands on our clay and creating this figure, this structure. And it's almost like it's out of our control, which is scary. But if you have a strong support system and, and then you start again, bringing awareness into these stories and then t doing the hard work in changing those stories, changing those narratives, because you're not a victim to those stories, those identities. Granted, they're probably so hardwired and into your being and into your program that it's gonna be really hard to change, but you can change it. You can change it. There's science, there's data, there's Dr. Joe Dispenza, there's me, honestly. I had so many stories that I identified with that limited me so deeply and I've worked through so many of them and I'm still working through them, you know? And it's possible and it's hard and it's lonely a lot of times because it's an inner journey, right? But it's so worth it, it's so worth it. So this really kind of, that was a really big tangent from garbanzo beans versus chickpeas, which I think I'm gonna label this episode. <laughs> it's just because I think it's a nice little screen grab. But yeah, when it comes to communicating with others, arguing, I think arguing is really silly because when it, when it comes to an argument where emotions are lifted to the point where where you're, you're, you're heightened and you're screaming or you're yelling, you're like defending your whole being because you feel like you need to defend it because maybe you feel like your belief isn't strong enough, right? Um, there's the um. <laughs> when, you know, we lean into that ego, it's not, again, logic is, is out the window at that point. And I, I believe in disagreements. I think disagreements are amazing. I think disagreements are healthy. I think disagreements challenge each other. And when you're like, imagine being in an environment where people have differing beliefs, but they listen and they try to understand. I think that's a space where a lot of change can happen. I think the sexiest thing in a person, <laughs> this isn't even true. That's not the sexiest thing, but this is an incredible quality in another individual is being open to being wrong. I think that's an amazing quality in a person. Granted, I've seen people who only think that they're wrong and it la it stems from like a lack of self-worth and I don't think that's, I think we need self-confidence and we need to stand true in our beliefs and, I, and know who we are and fight for who we are and what we believe in. But I think if you stand in that confidence but are also very open to being wrong, I think that's, that's just so cool and so amazing and I wanna be in a space of, I wanna be that person, I wanna be in a space of other people where that because then that's where change can happen. That's where ego is kinda, like ego is all, I, I don't wanna be wrong, I'm not wrong, right? But if you're open to being wrong, that's that's a high evolution, you know? And, and, if, if you're, and I wanna be in a room of people who are smarter than me, you know? So I kind of, I wanna challenge beliefs but I also, I wanna be wrong because I wanna grow and that's how we grow, you know? And if I can make conscious decisions and take, I'm not being manipulated, I'm not being sold, I'm being, I'm given information and I make a conscious decision for myself, then I think that's awesome, dude. That's why I'm here. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to learn. And like when you learn, you know, you bust old beliefs, you, you break through old ways of thinking, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a powerful space to be in. So. Chickpeas or garbanzo beans, guys? Which one is it? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Let me know.
let me know. But yeah, I mean, I think it's nice to just reflect on a time in our lives where we had conversations with friends where we're like fighting for this belief. I, I look at it in politics. I look at it specifically in sports because I grew up in a sports culture. I think it's just kind of hilarious how we fight over our being over these hypothetical situations. Uh, who's better? Um, who's going to win? And people are like, they're going to win. No, these guys are going to win. And like no one fully knows. Like there is no right or wrong. Like there's literally no right or wrong answer. But people will fight till the death to prove that they are right. If you're in the sports world, you've experienced it. I know you have. Whether that's seeing it on ESPN or having a conversation with a homie or a friend or some dude at a bar, you know, trying to defend why your team is better than the other team or going to win this year or whatever stat it is, right? And I think it's, 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 it's just funny, man, how we fight our full being to prove something that isn't even provable, you know? And, and like, what's the point, man? <laughs> I just want to watch, and I want sport. I love sports. I want, like, sports, there's magic in sports. There's there's possibilities in sports. There's miracles in sports, you know? It's so cool, but I think sometimes, I mean, people get paid to go on TV to debate and to argue all these silly, you know, arguments that are kind of meaningless. I mean, unless you're in the betting world and stakes are really high, but, you know, for the most part, it's... It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's crazy. So, yeah, just, I mean, reflect on the time in your life. And, and remember, dis disagreements are healthy. Disagreements are great, when you're, especially when you're in a setting where you're rooming with someone, you're with someone all the time. You're not going to agree on everything. You shouldn't agree on everything, man. Like, you're not the same person. You have different experiences, different ways of looking at the world. Disagreements are healthy. But once it elevates to an argument, that is, uh, that's ego, right? And we can feel into our ego. I can still feel into it sometimes. I don't argue as much as I did, but there are times where sometimes I feel like I'm fighting for a belief. And what am I What am I trying to prove? Where's that coming from, right? Doing the work, baby, doing the work. So I'm going to cut it off there. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. If you're digging this, if you're liking this, like, comment, rate, subscribe, review. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Larkin underscore Andrew. Or if you guys want to check me out on my website at andrewlarkin.me. Remember, guys, small act of kindness for you, for others, makes the world go around. We need it now more than ever. Hug a loved one. Give them a nice bear hug. Human touch is so healing. High five yourself because you are deserving. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are brave. You are courageous. And you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And always, always, always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.